The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air yeah. And the screams from everywhere yeah. I'm addicted to the truth It's a dangerous Sorry. love affair Can't be scared when it goes down Got a problem, tell me Sorry. now Only thing that's on my mind Hey, welcome to another Quantum Lots of the Sports Sometime. Rich McKinnon from the ATL Show. We are live. It is a Tuesday morning here at the Voice America Sports Network. Uh, got Ken on the line. Uh, we yo, don't yo. know Rich. What's up, Ken? How's it going? What's going on? Not much, man. Another, uh, I guess my, I guess our days are not as bad as it is in Atlanta. I don't know. It's about 50-something degrees here, 55. No, we got 40-something degrees and cold and rain out here right now. Yeah, you, you hear the. Uh, you, we talk about this weather, but just imagine being in Dallas right now, and they're shutting down airports, and, and <laughs> you can't in get Dallas. in there. And I'm not trying to get to Dallas. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, exactly. They, they rerouting you as far as the airlines go, and trying to get into Dallas. So that's unfortunate because I thought it was going to be a pretty. You know, we still got a week. Uh, well, I guess a little bit less than a week before the game. Um, so the weather should clear up. Hopefully, I need to check that because I'm going down that way. I need to check the weather. See what kind of uh, suits I'm gonna have to put in my bag. Mm-hmm. Are you headed down there anyway, anytime? Uh, no, I'm not actually. But I do a little Super Bowl party down this way and um, do some promotion for uh, our, our 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 sponsors, Energy Force, out there, and uh, okay, uh, drum up some uh, some some, uh, some, t- some some radio talk out this way. Oh, that'll work. That's a good deal. Uh, I know Rich was doing some stuff out there as far as uh, he, he mentioned something about Energy Force. Also, one of his guys that uh, did a clothing. Um, I don't know if he spoke to you, spoke to you about that because he was talking about coming down to Atlanta. So we, uh, yeah, Energy Force, man. I, I've talked to uh, Troy. I gave him my testimonies on that stuff. It's a, it's a good deal, man. I, st- I actually like these bands. Yeah. I actually like them. So, but 888-346-9144 is the number if you want to join Ken and myself. Uh, Rich will probably be on later. But who knows? He might be st- Snowed in somewhere, and I mean, I don't mean the weather. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we um, we we live. You want to join the show again? I want to talk a little bit about. Uh, also check out the energy force energyforce dot com and uh, you know check out these breaks we have. We do have some trivia uh, come up. Either myself or Ken will have one before the end of the show. But eight 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 three four six nine one four four is oh, the number. Are we still looking for the winner from last week? Oh, that's done. If they don't call in, you can't text me <laughs> and and have the answer. You have to call in to the show. Oh, they texting you with that? Yeah. So we so well, we do got some listeners. I, I I shall say, but no, you can't text me the answer. You call in to the show. That's why I just gave out the number. So before the show over, let's 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 have something before the. Uh, yeah. The second segment before the let's, second let's segment. Let's do it. Uh, yeah, let's do it at the halfway point. <clears throat> okay. Good deal. Mm-hmm. And um, all right. I do want to talk a little bit about this. I want to ask you this before we get into some football. Yeah. Was LeBron James wrong? And, and we made mention of this for leaving the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. I, I think more so how he left him was wrong. I think we can all agree on that. Mm-hmm. But this team, look at this team, man. You think one guy makes a difference? They, they've lost 
he lost 21 in a row, 21 in a row games, uh, straight games. They, they've had two losing streaks just like that. I think they 30 ah, – let me look these guys up, man. I, I just mm. – I just, just just the debacle that they are right now and, and how much how much could LeBron James done to help their team. They might – with him – Put a lot of pressure on, a lot of work on him. They still didn't. I, in my opinion, I still don't see the help they try to provide for him. Mm-hmm. Get, getting him a coach is not. They, they should have kept Mike as the head coach. Uh, but yeah, he would. He might have won 15 more games if he was there. They still would have a losing record. Yeah, I mean, you got to remember <clears> something. This is a league today where you. I mean, it just goes back to the Chicago Bulls with <laughs> Pippen and Jordan. You got to have two perennial All Stars on a team to challenge and compete for an NBA title. And now these days, as you can see with Boston, with the Lakers, and now with Miami, you got to have three perennial All-Stars. Even right. with San Antonio and Dallas, you got to have three perennial All-Stars on a team to really challenge and compete. When, you, when he was in Cleveland, that was it. That was it. Who was the other All-Star on that team that, uh, you know, that really – you can say it was a perennial all-star that can uh, at the you know when the all-star game came around him and LeBron went to the all-star game right. nobody it was right. just LeBron and when LeBron left what all-star is still there now that can actually make an all-star uh, game right now nobody so <clears throat> LeBron uh does make a difference when it, when you're talking about uh the way they're playing now uh do I agree with him leaving Cleveland, um, yeah, I think he should have left Cleveland. <laughs> you know, this man gave him two contracts. Right. To get it right. Seven years and two contracts. If LeBron really wanted to leave Cleveland, he would have left after his rookie contract. But he extended that contract and gave him another chance. Bring me some pieces. Bring me another all-star. They didn't do it. And so, of course, after you give somebody two contracts, they didn't do what they were supposed to have done to bring to get this man some help to go win a, to compete and win an NBA championship. He jumped, but did he do it the right way? Is another question. Right, and these guys, uh, they they are in Cleveland. They are not only losing games; they getting destroyed in games. They losing by uh, double digits in a basketball game. They are eight and forty right now. Eight and forty. They played. 48 games, and they won eight. This is a professional foot basketball team. These are grown men going about their business, and they can only win eight games out of the 48 they played. Their power ranking is about 30. they 27th in um, offense and 26th in defense. So, yeah, I, I, I agree that LeBron can leave. It shouldn't have been so much hate that, that he decided to leave Cleveland. If I'm looking for a job, and I'm already, I already have one, Somebody offered me a better job. I'm going to think about taking that job, but I'm going to think about all the pros and cons of why I should stay where I am, uh, the loyalty that somebody showed me. Uh, what were you doing to try to help me while I was in my current job? Were you bringing people around? Were you getting me sponsors? Were you, were you bringing advertisement this way? Uh, did I have to go out and do all that? So LeBron uh, never got any help, and you mentioned his role players. There, there, there are no role players. It's LeBron taking the first and the final shot. It's, it's LeBron um, being double and triple team and guys not so much hitting down, hitting that shot. It's not like Jordan, Scotty, uh, Paxson, BJ. Uh, you can go on. Now, you talk about the two all-star guys, uh, Pippen and Jordan. Those are the guys you know will probably be on an all-star, whether it be offensively or defensively. 
they would be at the All-Star. But but the role players understood their role. And that's kind of what that's kind of how every time I talk about the New England Patriots is what why they win. You buy into the system, you bring guys around them to understand their role and they go about their business, they win a football game because we really can't tell who the stars are, but you could tell that these guys are doing their job. Yeah, and you also got to look at uh, um, also um, Kwame that when 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 it comes down to in the game like that, you know LeBron's going to get doubled or triple teamed. Right. When you got double and triple team, bringing a shooter, two or three players has already been setting up. They're they're <laughs> lined up. They're they're just standing there. There's nobody on them. There's no reason why when LeBron kicks that ball out to you, you've already been sitting there. Position your shot already. You're right. an NBA player, all right. You, you're not. You might not be an All Star, but you are an NBA player. This is something that you do for a living and get paid very well for. You should be able to knock down that shot. You got there for a specific skill set, and you can't knock down that shot. You had to get, coming out of college or coming from a nowadays when they get them from overseas. You have to. It may be something you do best when you bring that guy to your team. Put him in that situation so he achieves more. Mm-hmm. Your team wins more. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys got to. Uh, mm-hmm. In it, guys, you force guys to cover your strong suit. Mm-hmm. Why does LeBron has to go out there and try to be the NBA's leading scorer every year? You you shouldn't have to. Right. He's not doing it now. And look at the Miami Heat. Right. And, and he shouldn't be out there trying to score 40, 50 points a game because nobody else on his team wants to. Uh, hit a shot and can make a shot. You lose trust in your teammates when every time you go down court, you get he, you know he's going to get double, triple team. That's what he does it for. LeBron is a passing forward. This man lives for assists. He has triple doubles almost every other game or so. That's what he goes out there and look for is a triple double. So he doesn't mind knowing that at the end of the game, I don't have to take the last shot, right. but I'm going to go draw about two or three players on me get somebody wide open, kick it out to him, and they better make that shot. And when they don't make that shot, what goes through this man's mind? That's, the, that's my I third. I can't trust you. So you know what I'm going to do at the end of the game? I'm going to take this shot. I'm going to go out here and score 30, 40, 50 points because you guys can't make a, make a shot. Yeah, and, and that's the especially him being doubled and triple team, as you mentioned, is just as good as him, uh, somebody else taking that last shot. Because we, we mentioned that these are grown men going about their business, their profession, uh, shall we say, um, and they can't hit down this shot. These guys, they have a streak of 21 losses. Now, this is in, this is incredible. 21 losses, and this is not the second. This is not the first time it happened. They've had uh, 23 uh, went on a streak with 23 or something like. No, not 23, but I think it was probably about 15. I, it's, it's, it baffles me because I know we talked about this uh, with the. Uh, I think we talked about this. Who's where, what conference? Atlanta. Atlanta is in the. Um, Oh, really, in the uh, South, Atlantic yeah, South. Atlantic South. They're in the Southeast Conference. We talked about this with another team uh, last year, and I can't remember who, which one it was, but how they can be uh, that bad with that talent around, with that talent that they have. Mm-hmm. How could they be that bad? But we, well, right now we're talking about the Cavaliers. So, uh, yeah, well, well, we just call the Cavaliers uh, Clippers yeah. East now. Yeah, Clippers. <laughs> it was it was it the Clippers we talked about because we were talking about somebody. We were talking bad about somebody. So it was just bad out there, but. Now, Clippers East—that's that's who they are. Yeah, and it's unfortunate too. You got all right. We got National Signing Day with these high school kids, man. You've been you've been following in high school guys. Oh yeah, we got uh, two big ones that's coming out of Georgia right now. That still is undecided. They say the top running back in the entire country is uh, it was right here out of Georgia, but it looked like he might be heading to Georgia. And there's a big offensive lineman 
Uh, they just drooling over also coming right here out of Georgia. And, and it's going to Georgia. Georgia's really stocking. I mean, they are really stacking up. I mean, this, you might see another Georgia team that can definitely compete for a national championship uh, in the SEC because, as you know, Urban Meyer's gone from Florida. And, uh, and Cam Newton, who is pretty much the anchor of that uh, offense, right. he's gone. So this is definitely a Georgia team uh, who had as a quarterback uh, Andy Murray last year, who was just a phenomenal freshman uh, that came in and just uh, lit up the SEC. Uh, they didn't do do bad at all. They won their bowl game as well. Uh, but this is a, definitely a Georgia team that can come in uh, next season and uh, and win the SEC. And, and that's what I like to see, man. Guys that's from where they're from uh, stay home uh, if they can. They have the opportunity. But that's how you get a. That's how you get. That's the difference between Georgia and Georgia Tech being good. Uh, those fives, those recruits, man. Those if you get those guys, that's uh, that's the number one recruit or um, the top five or the five A guys. Um, that's how. That's the difference between buying yourself some time to win yourself a championship. And, and, as, and as you mentioned, you got guys like uh, what was his name. The guy, where's his name, the high school guy? Oh, um, which one coming out of uh, this year or, or last year? Going to Georgia. He's going to Georgia. Uh, Cravel. Cravel. You got guys like that going to Georgia, whereas I'm sure the Georgia Tech made a push for him. But this is this is a guy that come in and can play right away and, and get your team to that next level. And I, level. That's why a lot of guys in the states they living in, you know, you have some 5A guys, you have some uh, top guys in those states, but they, they go elsewhere. You got guys like um, – like Florida can't take everybody. Florida State can't take everybody. So you look at uh, uh, UCF, who's a who has a pretty good football team. Central Florida, uh, who has a good football team. But those are the same guys that would have went to Florida State, uh, U, uh, UFA. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so you have those guys. You keep them in the state, man. That makes you. That brings the powerhouse to where you are. Uh, that's the difference between playing for a championship, playing in those bowl games, which is uh, a premium for the college, the money it generates. Um, Playing in those bowls game. Hey, we're going to take a break right now, Ken. We'll come back. We're we getting into some football, all right? Yeah, let's do it. Quite a lot of sports sometimes. Rich with Ken from the ATL. We'll be back. Might touch a little bit more on high school, but maybe later on the show. 888-346-9144. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel you already get the general sports headlines and discussion on tv and radio tune in to the blueprint with randall gatewood yeah we'll cover all the general big name stuff too but we go beyond the typical sports radio show to bring you the details you don't get anywhere else we'll talk about the inspirational stories and the little known successes If you want creativity, The Blueprint is the place to be. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your 
internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Back to the show. This is Kwame Lassa Sports Sometime. Rich with Ken from the ATL. It's just Ken and myself. Uh, we talked a little bit basketball. Actually, we talked a lot of basketball about the Cavaliers stinking up the lead. Stinking the, the, up the joint. The Clay, what, what are they, the Clippers of the East? Clippers East. <laughs> that's their name now. Clippers East. I don't even know if that's fair to call them Clippers East now. They, the Clippers are playing so well. They are. But they you you can't – you got to make a – Complete 180. You better get some recruits in. I don't know what kind of money you have. Um, I, I'm just, I'm just. Who my, are you paying? Who, You're not nobody. I mean, all these teams that got max contract players. Right. Who are you paying? Paying this max? You got money. You have money, and, and and don't like don't act like LeBron destroyed that team in that city. Yeah, you should have got some guys around him. Then you have. You have both of those guys there. You have some role players. You have LeBron. Man, let's get off these guys. These yeah, guys. Let's get off. <laughs> <laughs> well, today, I'm burning about the NFL right now. Well, you know what? Today is media day down in uh. Mm-hmm. After there's an ice storm that hit Dallas, uh, mm-hmm. but the the Super Bowl is still on course. Today is media day. You got guys out there. Uh, you got. If you didn't know, if you've been somewhere else, Green Bay Packers, Pittsburgh Steelers playing for the Super Bowl. I personally like uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. We talked about Green Bay, and let me, let me hear what you're burning about, Ken. I'm really, I'm just burning about this whole Tennessee Titan, Jeff George, Vince Young, Bud Adams. I'm just really fed up right now. You know, you know what? You're right. I'm, I was, I'm glad you brought that up because they tried to. It was a huge issue during the season. They just tried to put put it under the rug until right now. But I'm, let me hear what you got to say about that. I mean, I'm just saying. Look, let's just go back to what what happened. All right, Vince Young. Totally in a row. I mean, ever since he's been there, there's been nothing but trouble. He's been a crybaby. He plays when he wants to play. He wants to go kill himself. He got sensitivity issues. I think he's up and doing these sensitivity classes with Coach Rich. You know, I mean, come on, man. You know, just get get yourself together. Be a man. Own up. Be there for your teammates. You're, you're, you're not a superstar. You're a winning quarterback. You've won games. But you're not a superstar that can go out there and just make these demands like a Tom Brady or a Peyton Manning or right. Drew Brees. You're not that type of caliber. You could be if you just just own up and be a man. Okay? <clears throat> but now you put yourself in a position where you got the longest tenure head coach in the NFL, mm-hmm. Jeff uh, Fisher, right? This man has built nothing but winners out of the Houston Oilers and the Tennessee Titans. Okay. This man took the team to the Super Bowl and came within, what, half a yard of winning the Super Bowl? Right, yep. Okay, half a yard. So this man has, I mean, been much, highly respected in the NFL. It was down and in Atlanta, put, too. Put in a position where you got Bud Adams, like, look, either this crybaby goes <laughs> or I go. Who are you going to get rid of, the crybaby or the coach that's almost, you know, won, won the Super Bowl and has really demanded a lot of respect I mean, this is a team that has demanded a lot of respect that everybody in the NFL wants to go play for, Jeff Jordan. I mean, Jeff Fisher. Jeff Fisher. Okay, he wants to go play for this man. But now, all of a sudden, you're going to let him resign? I mean, I would have liked to know what's, what was going on in that office when this decision came about that, you know, this man was going to resign. It was, is this something where they're going to try to retain Vince Young all of a sudden? And Jeff Fisher was like, hey, wait a minute. You're going to try to retain this man after the cancerous 
man he's been to this team, you're going to try to retain him? Right. I told you. It's either it's either he or me. That's it. It's him or me. If it's going to be him, I'm out of here. And, and I lost a lot of respect for, for uh, Vince Young when he, uh, I, I would say about three years ago, man. And he's been... He's been on course to be disruptive uh, ever since then. He's he's done something every year uh, that a starting quarterback in the National Football League shouldn't do. But I watch this guy, and I and I bring this up a lot when we talk Vince Young. I watch him throw an interception, which is it's going to happen in football games. But you're the quarterback. I watch him go to the bench on the sideline, sit on the bench at the end of the bench, whereas he went over there and powered head his head down. Now, if I'm a young guy or if I'm any, <clears throat> anybody on that offense, I'm looking for my quarterback, supposedly leader, face of this team, to say, okay, well, let's get – cheer the defense on because they did <clears> – <throat> excuse me, they do have a pretty good defense. Cheer the defense on and uh, get the ball back, come out there, and let's lead the team down the field and try to win the football game. I didn't see any of that uh, in Vince Young. And now you're letting a guy like uh, the head coach, Fisher, go – it, it, I, I'm with you on this. I would like to be sitting in that meeting to find out what was going on, how you could say, okay, you're free to go. And sometimes you may need to change. Maybe that was um, Fisher's decision. Maybe he said, enough is enough. I'm out of here. Maybe Jeff Fisher, um, <clears throat> who's been there the longest tenure uh, in the NFL on one team, maybe he says it's time to go. But then what you did during the season and now what's happening doesn't add up. Mm-hmm. Doesn't add up in my opinion. Yeah, and then remember when when this first came about, you know, he said, oh, "I'm not trading uh, Vince Young." You know, when all this first came out in the middle of the season, when he disrespected Jeff Fisher like the way he did. If I get, uh, if I'm an NFL coach and I got a player on my team disrespecting me like that, uh, no, he has to go immediately because now he's calling. Uh, he's been he's been. Um, He's been a cancer throughout the organization now. He's causing other players uh, to, to feed into uh, what he's doing. Because, you know, he probably got his boys on the team who's going to support him, but you also got most of the team who's not going to support him. You right. know, now you cause a dissension in the locker room now. So you, he should have been immediately traded or released or waived back then. But now you wait to the end of the season like this. You've always already had this talk about Vince Young is leaving. I thought he was already away th- th- already, didn't you? I thought he was gone. I didn't. I, I didn't think he was a part of the team anymore. So I, you, now you can't get rid of both of them because then then the Tennessee Titans become the Cleveland Cavaliers. Mm-hmm. You can't get rid of both of them. But <clears throat> but I tell you, uh, Bud Adams, who he has running the show, I know he has the final say. Is that uh, is Mike uh, Munchak? And Mike played for these guys. He's I think Mike has about. He has quite a few Pro Bowls uh, there, Hall of Fame. Um, he blocked for Earl Campbell. He was there with Warren Moon. He had to run and shoot. He has this guy running the show. So it may be a <clears throat> it may be an issue where Jeff Fisher and Mike are not coming together on, mm-hmm. on, on certain things. Mm-hmm. And, and as a player, mm-hmm. uh, current of well, mm-hmm. a more recent player, Mike probably thinking that uh, Vince is the way to go. Vince is the one who needs to go. Jeff Fisher, he can bring he bring coaching staffs around him as he has. Uh, to get these guys to play at a high level, I, I watched this team uh, probably go two and six and finish the season eight and eight, which is good from not coming together at all and then finally coming together. So you thought the next year would be good, which it wasn't uh, because of the uh, antics and that Vince Young portrayed during his uh, displayed during the season. Exactly. So, <clears throat> so this I, is a team that was in contention. Right, right, and and this guy and like you said. I, I, I'm, I'm not sure he's have grown up yet. I'm not sure he understands that he's a quarterback. I'm not sure that he has 
he understands that there's kids that look like him watching him uh, that want to play quarterback. I'm not sure he understands that before he was able to play quarterback, there was guys like Vince. Um, what's the, what's the um, Vince uh, play for Simmons the Ravens? Or- uh, no, no. Yeah, Doug, 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 Doug Williams. Uh, Doug Williams, Vince, Vince Evans. Vince uh, Evans. You, you, uh, uh, Cunningham, <laughs> Culpepper. I mean, right. the list goes along. There was all the you know, players that were striving to be where you at. Right. They, they rarely don't give black quarterbacks a chance to be an NFL starting quarterback in the NFL today. And here you are coming out of Texas, uh, one of the top picks in the NFL draft pick that year. High expectations and, you know, and one of the highest selling jerseys on one of the best teams in the NFL at the time. Right, and they, there was also another quarterback that was the starting quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Then they gave... Cordell? They gave... Not Cordell Stewart. This was way... This was doing uh, Terry Bradshaw days. Oh, oh. He, he was a starting, uh, no, starting quarterback. Then they mm-hmm. gave the job to Terry Bradshaw. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but he does have Super Bowl ring. He, uh, he, Gilliam. Gilliam. He went to Tennessee State, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, his father coached at Tennessee State. But, uh, you know, he had some he had some issues, some drug issues. But when you get that chance, man, you got to understand that... Somebody you you have now become a uh, you have now become a role model. You have now become a uh, let me see a, a trailblazer because there are kids that want a quarterback that's looking like you. And I've heard growing up that you know they're not gonna let me quarterback in the league, so let me switch positions. Mm-hmm. Now I quarterback in high school, but I, that wasn't my quarterback in the league. That wasn't my aspiration. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are people that look at Vince Young today, and he still haven't grown up being five or six years in the league. Mm-hmm. Or going on six years in the league, this guy, as you mentioned, could be a he could be a winner. He has won. Now you need to be a consistent winner. I'm not telling you be Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. I'm telling you win like Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. Get your team around you, and you can win game. When guys believe in you, they go to war for you. You just can't go on the sideline and and pout. Yeah, and it's hard to believe that this man, since he's been in the league, has one of the highest winning percentages in, in any other starting quarterback in that time frame. Yeah, but he is such a big baby, and every year he pulls the ante where he doesn't finish the season. He lets his team down. You want to quitter, Bud Adams, Bud Adams? Stick with Vince Young. You want to go back to the Super Bowl? Stick with the man who got you there. Yeah, because everything comes full circle. And Fisher, he's 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 one of the top coaches, man. Regardless of what how those guys are, what that record is, he know how he gets those guys to play. And maybe Fisher himself need a change uh, from that team. But um, he's he's it all come back around. He know how to win. The game changes, so he's one of those guys that can change with the game and put the right players in a position to win football games. Get them to play at a high level. Uh, that's all you want. You get you give yourself a chance at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And that's too bad for that. That's too bad for. Um, with the Titans and uh, Mike Monchek, Monchek and uh, Vince Fisher, that they can't figure this out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Bud Adams is the one to blame. It, yeah, it, he, it comes he, down he, to he, it. Yeah, he's to blame. That's what a finger point said. Hey, how about my man Troy Palomalo, USC, with the defensive player of the year? Defense- was that a shock, or did you really think uh, Clay Matthews was, had that uh, all sewn up? Clay Matthews should have got that. Troy, Troy Palomalo is, is – Clay Matthews, I thought, played at a high level, as did Troy, but when you, you can't – you can't miss that many games. Uh, what, we, what did he miss? Three games? He missed three games. He missed three games. Clay, um, if I had a vote, and I like Troy a lot. I like him a lot. I like what he does. But when I watch him play, I, I watch a lot of, I watch a lot of uh, things he do that 
that's innate that a lot of guys cannot do and make their team that much better. We was I was arguing with Rich about that. I said the guy makes a lot of plays, but if you watch the defense, you can exploit that. And there's not a lot of court, but they have so much pressure on that front four. So Troy able to make those plays, and that's why he's a defensive player of the year. Now uh, Matthews, I watched this guy play also at a high level, coming off his motor never stops. He gets he gets to the ball. He's in pass coverage. It, it, it's both of those guys is a guy you want on your team when you're trying to win championship. But I, I was a bit surprised, but. If he got it, I'm like, mm, I would have. If I had a vote, I might have gave it to Clay. Yeah, I would have gave it to Clay Matthews. Uh, like I said, uh, I mean, did he just remind you so much of a, a, a young Erlocker coming out of college? He did. I mean, just the way, just how fast and quick he gets into that backfield. I mean, the guy is a, a defensive game changer. But Troy Palomalo, I mean, this man is just just studies and knows football. The way he just goes out there and he just keeps watching the quarterback and just uh, you know, just just make, waste to makes his move. He knows where the ball is going to be at all time, and he's going to make that one play, that one interception is was going to turn that whole game around. What was the game we saw when they played? Uh, who was that? The Colts and the Peyton Manning was on the last uh, minute of the uh, I think drive. drive with like a minute and 45 seconds left in the game. He was uh-huh. driving downfield, and he made that key interception at the end to stop that drive that, that preserved the win for them. He saves games. How many fourth quarter, last two minutes, Inter- uh, two minutes left in the ball game. Interceptions have we seen Troy Palomalo make that saved the game for that for the Pittsburgh Steelers to get him in position to be in the Super Bowl right now. Tons of that, and that's why he's a. And that's why you know if he got it, it's not so much a surprise. It's just who you like this year. So Troy uh, Palomalo and Clay Matthews. We are gonna take a break, man. We are gonna come back. We talk a little bit more on this. Then we get into that Pittsburgh and that Green Bay stuff. This is the Kwame Lasso of the Sports with Ken from the ATL. We don't know what Rich Rich is getting. Done up or something. He snowed in. We'll be back in two minutes. <laughs> Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Get ready to go inside the minds and behind the scenes with the top professional athletes, celebrities, and music entertainers. It's a sports show like no other. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with former NFL wide receiver Jarris McIntyre is real talk with in-depth interviews, topical discussions, and a whole lot of comedy. You'll hear from the entertainers, the athletes, and the fans. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with Jarris McIntyre is broadcast live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. It's all Arizona, all over the world. If you're a local Arizona high school sports fan or if you're a transplanted fan somewhere else in the world, have we got a show for you. The first Internet sports radio talk show focusing solely on high school sports is The Coach's Corner with Scott Lovely. Tune in to talk about your favorite teams, players, or coaches. It's 100% Arizona high school sports coverage and a little bit more. Tune in Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern to the Voice America Sports Channel. 
some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard Hitting Radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard Hitting Radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back to the show. This is a this is our third segment. We do have a trivia question for you. We I think we may have two, Ken, right? Yep. Okay. I got one and Ken has one. If you can't Get it in the next 15 minutes, then later for you. But it's an energy force bracelet. You got a chance of winning one for free just by having a little bit of knowledge or, or paying attention to what's going on in the sports world. And it's going to be about sports. And not always will it be about sports, but it's a good trivia question. Mine is right now is the uh, MVP of the Pro Bowl. What college did he go to? That's my trivia question. Give me his name and what college did he go to? The MVP of the Pro Bowl. Very easy question. Very easy trivia question. Oh, yeah, uh, very easy. Very easy. Uh, okay. And you win an energy force bracelet. Oh, if you don't know what they are, um, I have on two right now, uh, right and left wrist. Um, you can check out energyforce.com. Check them out. Ken, your trivia? My trivia is uh, <coughs> that same person tied an NFL record, uh, four interceptions in a game with Kwame Lasseter. <laughs> when Kwame made his four interceptions, who was the quarterback of that game ooh, and through the four interceptions. Ooh, that's a tough one, right? That's that's not easy now because this guy was terrible. <laughs> and I wasn't that good. He was just terrible. <laughs> that's a tough one right there. And was that going to be your trivia? Because we didn't even talk about that off the air. We didn't even talk. That was going to be your trivia right there. Yeah, that would be my trivia. Okay, we didn't. That's, that's pretty good. We're thinking on the same, same oh, guy. Oh, I know that one. I know that one, the team, jersey number. I know everything about that kid. <laughs> yeah, okay. I remember watching that game. All right, man, we, we, we left off when we were talking. Well, that's the 888-346-9144, and, and that's if you, you call in, you win some Energy Force bracelet. I'm not going to say you win two, one for me, one for you. You got a chance of winning one. You just got two chances of winning one bracelet. All right. Um, we, uh, Ken, we were talking about Troy Palomalu and Clay Matthews. Yeah. Troy, um, man, he, had, he did miss some games. But he is a game changer, as you um, made notice of before we went off the air. Um, six three tackles as a safety. That, that's good. That's six three tackles. That's that's making plays mm-hmm. on the line of scrimmage. Is making plays uh, in the field. He had seven interceptions. Uh, he's been he's been changing, and when he's healthy, and we argue about this. I think Rich and I was going back and forth like this. You might have been in this argument too. Uh, it might have been last week. But when he's healthy, he does. I was saying one guy doesn't make a difference but you look at this guy when he's in that lineup and and when he doesn't I was trying to justify or or explain why why that's so I think when he's in the game that everybody else feel comfortable around him that makes the difference as opposed to look what the Jets had to go through when they lost their uh Leonard uh their safety who makes all the calls they went on a losing streak because you need that guy they won some games they went on a losing streak but they win you need that guy who you feel comfortable with where you don't have to look back 
You don't you don't have like four rookies behind you. If you're a linebacker core, a veteran linebacker core, you don't have to look back at the rookies and say, can y'all hold up these guys? Uh, so I think that's where Troy Palomalo come in, and he does it in big games, as opposed to where I saw Clay uh, Matthews. He just plays. He's just all over the field. Plays with a high motor. He does it. He does it throughout the course of the game, and you may not see Troy for a second. He might not make a play, but him not making plays or sometimes making a play because you got the you got to block him, and then guys around him are able to make the plays in that Pittsburgh Steelers defense. He holds you accountable. Uh, so I, I, I'm not really upset that he because uh, I like the guy a lot. It was not not I wouldn't say upset. It's not um, too much of a surprise that Palomaro was the defensive player of the year. Um, but Clay Matthews, you know, but like you mentioned, both those guys from USC, uh, he deserves some mentioning, and he did. He came up second. Yeah, and you know, I mean, <clears throat> I mean, we, I mean, it, I, I, it had to be a close voting uh, to really, you know, give it to Potomalo because I believe most sportscasters out there had Clay Matthews easily to win this award. Yeah, uh, I was just reading an article this morning uh, from uh, two days ago before the voting actually, and. They, you know, it was a sports writer, Michael Wilbon, actually said, you know, I won't be surprised uh, if it's uh, Clay Matthews. Right. You know, so everybody expected Clay Matthews, but that's what happens when you leave it up to a bunch of sports writers who really doesn't know anything about uh, pro football. Because if you get most of the NFL players around the league, you, you get, uh, you know, see who they would vote for. I guarantee you, a majority of them were uh, thinking Clay Matthews. Yeah, I think because you just watch this guy, and he's a he's he's fresh air, and and it's also it's also it almost is to a default that Troy, uh, you know, people would vote for Clay Matthews because Troy he's always in the mix, and it's a, and that's a good thing, as you, you know how. Let me give you an example how, you know, guys keep winning and winning and winning. You want to see another winner, but why does it have to be another winner when this guy puts in the work to get to this position to win? Mm. For example, another example. I like examples. Um, and I, we played an NFL alumni uh, golf tournament this this past weekend, and I won again. So I so I went so I won a trip. So, you had to really put that out there, did you? Well, because I I I, I win a lot uh, in these events, and guys don't understand. It's not that I'm good. I play with a team. I play with four other guys. Every time we come to the court, they say, "Oh, Kwame, I'm cheating. Watch them. We're not cheating." I'm tipping tell you how you build my team. And this is top secret. Don't you tell anybody this. Look. My handicap is what it is, and but I get guys with high handicap, and I get guys with low handicaps. The high handicaps keep us in the race at the end of the day because there's a shootout, there's a playoffs. Now, the uh, low handicaps get us in position to score, and I'm right in the middle of all that. So either I'm, that day I'm doing something good, maybe I'm driving well, or maybe I'm putting well, but I come into play in that instant. I tell guys, stop trying to get all these great golfers on your team because it doesn't help you in the end because their handicaps are too low. And they don't get you uh, the points you need, and they wondering why they. I'm, and I'm trying to figure out why them clowns couldn't figure that out. But anyway, I won again. And every time I come to uh, the golf the golf tournaments, they say, "Oh, Kwame gonna win again." Or who are you on your team? I have the same team all the time. You know that. Uh, so and now I'm gonna compare this to Troy. This guy to a fault, just win, win, win. Plays on a, plays on a team that aggressive, the bullies of the NFL, in my opinion. Um, they don't want to see him win, and Clay Matthews just a breath, a fresh air. So he comes, he comes on the scene and consistently make plays every weekend. And 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 I wouldn't, it wouldn't be surprised to me, uh, like a lot of other guys, if we could see see those votes. A lot of the NFL, a lot of the players, uh, probably would have voted for, uh, or probably did vote for the Clay Matthews. But when you got news reporters like you mentioned, 
uh, never played football. Never played football, and 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 some of those guys. If you study the game, you can understand the game. Don't just start writing stories because you watch it on TV. Um, and you got any questions? Uh, 888-463-469-144, or something like that. Um, call me and Ken. We'll tell you how to. Uh, we'll talk football with you. We'll we'll help you write your articles and don't stop all this guesswork and take it to your editor and he don't or she don't know what they're talking about. Uh, uh, like like I like the. Uh, we'll get back on Troy. Well, yeah. Well, I, I like what you said. You said all these sports writers are doing is watching the game on TV like a fan and you know it's a popularity contest because guess what what commercial do you see all the time featuring what football player how many of those uh, head and shoulder uh, commercials have you seen all season long <laughs> I've seen that thing I, saw, I see how often do you see it Every all the time exactly not even on not even doing football not even exactly. on the weekend so That's, as a fan not a person playing football as a fan who's going to probably be your, your, your most Valuable defensive player in the NFL, playing in the Super Bowl, of course, Troy Palomalu. Ken, if I'm going to brainwash you, I'm going to show you my picture all the time. And and even if you don't know me, oh, uh, another great example, Even and I, not this one, right, but even if not you don't know No, no, I'm, oh, okay. I'm, I'm good enough to golf. We ain't going to talk about that. Uh, even if you don't know me, all you've seen was my picture in my face, my commercials. Here's, a, here's another example of... Not the right people understanding the game or, or looking at the numbers or looking what this guy does for his team. I, I, I'll give you an example with Yao Ming, Tracy McGrady. You remember when he was on the same team? Mm-hmm. Tracy McGrady didn't play all year. He got voted to the All-Star game, didn't get on the court one time he was hurt, got voted to the All-Star game. because did this happen again this year with Yao Ming? Yao Ming didn't play. He got voted to the All-Star game, and I think Bug Silly, uh it's going to dis- not but silly, but uh, who's the um, uh, what's that clown uh, name? David Stern. David Stern is going to uh, put in place someone else in his position. But the people of Yao Ming in China, all those guys are voting because he's and that's good. But you're not watching the numbers. Don't vote for Tracy McGrady because he didn't touch the court. Mm-hmm. Don't vote for Yao Ming. He haven't touched the court. Court. He's not coming back to play. But second year in a row, sec- Yao Ming has been voted starting center. And hasn't played a lick of basketball all year. And that's what you've been saying about these news reporters. Call mm-hmm. Ken and myself, and we will talk you through this. News reporters for whomever you are, Sports Illustrated or whatever you, whatever you are. Um, we don't know everything, but we know a little bit about everything. Yeah. So, so give us a call. We'll, we'll, just, we'll dissect the game for you. Yeah, and then you make your own opinions as you always do, and uh, <laughs> and take it to your editor. It's like uh, women on the sideline. I have no problem with that as long as you know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, women, it, it's a fresh air. It's, it's, they Clay Matthews is a breath of fresh air. As long as you know what you're talking about on the sideline of the football game, I have no problem with that. But don't uh, don't be reading scripts. And, and I've seen them on the sideline, and they're not reading scripts, but just have some type of um, uh, education about what you what you what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So that's what Clay Matthews was—a breath of fresh air. And he, but he consistently he is a he is an MVP candidate. Uh, that if if you look at the uh, if the players were able to vote on that, our people probably have won. And due to no uh, fault of Troy Polamalu, because he's an outstanding player and what he does for this team and, and the plays he makes. The guy has seven interceptions. Seven yeah. interceptions is a lot and, of interceptions. And also look at the Steelers already had a great defense. Right. Tommy Harrison, former NFL Defensive Player of the Year. Jamie also, Harrison. You know? Uh, yeah, James Harris. I mean, come on. This team, was all, this team has always had a great defense. Right. Clay Matthews made that defense 
better. Even though, yeah, uh, uh, Woods and Charles Woods won the uh, defensive player of the year last year as a cornerback, mm-hmm. you know, but he deserved it. You know, the man had ten interceptions last year. Right. You know, but this year he didn't do as good because your other boy Tremaine Williams stepped up and was the lead in the set, uh, uh, interception. Interception. In, yeah. In, in, uh, the Packers this year, but look at the line, the other linebackers. He made everybody else great, and even right. Clay Matthews didn't even come in as the best linebacker. It was Nick Barnett, and they got AJ Hawk over there. They got yeah, they yeah, got a star. Made, you had Hall. You drafted. Yeah. You had Barnett. You bring in AJ Hall. Then you bring in Clay Matthews. He was he's supposed to be the third best linebacker. Right. This man made both of them guys better, and he was the best out of all of them. Yeah, he and, made that line better. He made it possible for. Uh, Colin Jenkins and and uh, uh, Raji to uh, get in that backfield like the way they did, what they manhandled the uh, the Bears. He made that whole defensive line, that front, that four three. He made them better. And, and, and I think, um, and he did. And I think Don Capers did a great job with where they placed this guy. I think because you see him all over the field, like a I hate this, I hate this mentioning Clay Matthews and Lawrence Taylor and uh, Junior Seau in the same sentence because he's not there yet. He had one great year. One good year to get defensive player of the year and uh, to possibly get it. But you look what Don Capers does with this guy. Uh, move him all around because you got Barnett, you got A.J. Hart, you got those guys who's going to hold down uh, their position, hold down their, their part of the field. So he move around. And when he become hot, then guys start looking for you. When they start looking for you, they buy yourself some time. Now, why are you looking for me? Like you mentioned, Ken, you blitzing from the other side. You got a corner, shutdown corner opposite of uh, Woodson. Uh, you still... Don't want to throw the Woodson side because he still makes plays. Uh, you got some pretty good safeties back there uh, in the Green Bay Packers. So, and we we, we say it all that for me to get to this point. The Green Bay Packers, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I can tell you who I like right now. I like the Pittsburgh Steelers for a lot of reasons. One is their defense. One is how they approach the game. Uh, I mean, you can be a bully all you want to, but do you still have your assignment? Do you are you still disciplined? Uh, most most bullies are uh, undisciplined. Uh, you can, and they they have not uh, that skill. They just go in there aggressively without thinking. Pittsburgh Steelers think. They only think. They not only think on the field. They think uh, on the sideline with their coaching staff. I like them to win this game. I'm not saying if uh, Green Bay uh, won, it would be a huge surprise because of the emergency, the emergence in this uh, running game they had for the past four weeks allow them to do a lot of things without, um, as far as the play action is concerned. And then uh, Aaron Rodgers, who's one of the top quarterbacks in the league, uh, will be a top quarterback in the league for a long time. And I don't care about him getting out of the shadow of a Brett Favre or whomever. Uh, the, he's Aaron Rodgers, and he's here today. Uh, but I don't like my quarterback leading my team in rushing because he can run, and a lot of the stuff is broken plays. Uh, but in my opinion, I like the Steelers. I don't, I don't know who you like. I like the Packers. I like the Packers for a number of reasons as well, and I have to go back to uh, the Steelers' defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got uh, Harrison and Woodley back there, uh, but you lost Aaron Smith, one of the uh, anchors of that defensive line. Mm-hmm. And uh, as good as the Packers' offensive line is, uh, you, you know you got you only got to worry. You don't have to worry about an Aaron Smith. He's a he's a defensive line game changer. Right. And he's not back there. And also, look at the offensive line. You just lost your top center and your and your and one of your best uh, pass uh, rushing blocking offensive linemen in uh, Pouncey. Right. He's not going to be able to play. And 
I got to look at uh, the, you know the, the cornerbacks and the safeties of this game. Uh, Woodson, uh, Tremaine Williams, Collins back there. You got two. Uh, you know, you got actually you should have had three. I think uh, Tremaine Williams was voted, but wasn't able to play in the Pro Bowl uh, uh, to uh, play in that game. Uh, but three uh, safeties and cornerbacks back there that are are, are, are Pro Bowl. Uh, corners and safeties. Um, I'm, uh, there, nobody was voted for the Steelers back there. Right. Uh, I mean, you know, you got uh, a Pro Bowl uh, wide receiver Jenkins. Um, I mean, uh, whew, this is uh, an offense with Aaron Rodgers back there slinging that ball. This is an offense I just do not think Steelers are prepared for. I do not think they can stop this this team on offense. Nobody has been able to stop the Packers on offense. Uh, you see the way they just just went downfield and just carved up the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, they, they, the Falcons, the Packers never punted not one time in that game. Every possession they scored on. Uh, this is a dangerous offensive team for the Steelers to be facing indoors, on turf, not outside uh, in an open air uh, on on a icy field or a snowy field. Um, I think in a dome on turf. Uh, the, the Packers are one of the best teams there is in the NFL. Now, you know, this is a, a team that went on the road uh, in playoff this year and just beat everybody at home. Right, and this is a team that finished behind the Chicago Bears in the uh, NFC North standing. But uh, even, even though these, these guys, the uh, Packers, had that terrible midseason debacle where they lost like three or four games in a row, that was, that was more so of a, a running game. They did lose their quarterback for a game, possibly two. Uh, uh, they lost Aaron Rodgers for yeah. two and a half games. Two and a half games. It would have concussion, exactly. And I, I thought the backup came in and played well. I think they might have played. Um, it was a pretty good, 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 good game they played at home, but they lost that game. Um, but these, these the Packers, I won't be surprised. Uh, you make a lot of good points of why they can't win. And I watched it. I dissected the offense a, a, a tad bit. And they don't, they don't only just run slants. They run deep slants. And they run slants off that um, off that uh, play action that they've uh, they've now have a, some some sort of a running game um, where where it's not so much the quarterback. And then they do make an effort. If it's not hot, they do make an effort to still run to keep those linebackers honest. That's why you look at these slants uh, that they're running. They're like 12 yards down the field. And they're skinny. They're like bang eights. they like uh, they skinny slants. Um Whereas the safety can't get there in time, but the corner and these receivers do a good job of pe- keeping the corner on their back. Now, if I'm looking at this game, and I know they run slants, well, they destroyed the uh, um, who they played last to get into the Chicago, Bears. the Bears, and running these slants. And Bears are cover two team. If I'm running these slants and I'm running cover two, I know we what we do best defensively is cover two. I know we can play cover two man. That's man under. Put the guy underneath. Now if you run a slant, he's throwing it to me. Or if the receiver don't get a free, a free release outside because you still want to be underneath that guy. And these teams that are running cover two uh, should have a mixture of this right of this cover two, cover two man. Still no free releases, but I want to be underneath this route when he throws the ball. If you release outside, my safety is playing a little bit more out uh, to the hashes, a little bit more out to the numbers than um, – then he normally would play and cover two man. He will be more outside responsibility. So if you decide to throw it over top, you are now deciding to get knocked out or get the ball picked either way. But they got to mix it up, and I don't think teams mixed it up against the. Uh, and if anybody can do it, I think Dick LeBeau and, and the schemes he do is not going to be so much you blitzing these guys all the time because Aaron Rodgers is not. He is one of the best quarterbacks in the league uh, today. 
Uh, he's a smart guy. He gets it done. But I think um, you're going to have to mix it up, and it's not going to be blitz. It's going to be with, with some cover two, cover two man, some three. Uh, three three won't hurt also because now you got the uh, corners on the outside. Now you got the linebackers taking that slant. So uh, I think um, I, I won't be surprised if they won, but you got to change it up. If you don't change it up and you allow the Green Bay Packers to come in and do what they do best, you're going to lose this game and probably by two touchdowns. Yeah, well, you know what, though? But that's going to be the biggest difference right there is what you said is that that slant. That is the most deadliest slant I've seen since Peyton Manning to Marvin Harrison. <laughs> yep. I mean, that is sick. I mean, it, those slant, slants go for 8 to 12 yards down the field on average. And if they do go 8, guess what? Second and two, you got hard nosed runner like James Starks, Brandon Jackson coming in, and uh, who the the, the, line, uh, the the fullback, all pro fullback now, Coon. Coon, yeah, yeah, you know. So that old I mean, Coon. This, this team, that's why this team on short yardage is one of the best teams in the NFL when it comes to short yardage uh, running. This team gets it done because of those slants right there. Um, I mean, this is definitely uh, a, a team that has lost eighteen starters. Ooh. We didn't. We didn't even that. mention that. This is a team that lost eighteen players this year, and and released your top one of your top cornerbacks, uh, Al Harris, early in the season due to injury. Remember? Yep. And that's when Tremaine Williams came in and uh, and replaced. And guess what? All he did was stepped in those shoes and did nothing but lead that team in interceptions this year and had a key major interception in the last game against Chicago that helped them get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and and these guys got the pieces in puzzle, and I think. If you want to look at a hindsight having 2020, if you look at the 17 to 18 entry, injuries these guys had, not injuries, uh, th- these guys are no longer playing for them. No. Um, out for the season. Out for the season. Uh, Finley, yeah. type, uh, uh, Ryan Grant, Al Harris, not even there no more. Right. Uh, you know, uh, I, I think that brought the team together. In my opinion, it brought these guys together. Okay, this is what we have. Now let's go play football. And that's and sometimes that's good. Some teams, uh, so you give. I would give a lot of uh, credit to the coach. He, this is what we have. You guys could decide to to tank it in or or, or uh, rally around one another and go play football because they have everything in place. They got a lot of, as you mentioned earlier, they got a lot of guys over there. Not with just names, but names is out there playing. They got a. Uh, Nick Collins is back there playing, uh, running the show in the defense. They still have some of the uh, veteran guys in, in Darren Woodson, uh, Barnett. Charles Woodson. Char- I'm sorry, Charles Woodson. Mm-hmm. A.J. Hawk um, uh, coming to his own when he left um, Ohio State. Uh-huh. Uh, Nick Barnett. Yeah. And, Colin and, Jenkins on the line. Right. Greg Jennings. They have these guys. They have guys that make plays. Donald Driver. Exactly. Uh, veteran. 12-year veterans, Donald Driver from Alcorn State. You got these guys in place to win a football game. Uh, and, but when it comes down to this game, uh, I think we got about a minute left, Ken. When it comes down to this game, you, you like to see, uh, I don't know if the edge is that in the past four years, Pittsburgh has been there twice. Um, do you give it to them? And they pretty much have the same team. Or in the past decade, these guys only had one losing season. These guys know how to win when it comes down to it. They do win big games. Uh uh, you, do you give it to these guys? Pittsburgh have found a way to win. Uh, get it, put themselves in position to win seven, a uh, seventh world, or oh, seventh uh, championship game. So I don't know. I I I give it to Mike Tomlin and his uh his his team, his staff. Uh, Dick LeBeau definitely uh, as far as defense and congratulations to uh, Troy Palomalu Malu um, for a defensive player. But you know you can't. There's no snub against what Green Bay has and what they're gonna bring into that stadium. Yeah, now you got a six seed that went all the way on the road and and beat 
uh, all these teams on the road like they did. Uh, you go, you beat Philadelphia, you beat uh, Atlanta, you beat uh, Chicago in Chicago, and you go mm-hmm. all the way to the Super Bowl after losing 18 starters in, uh, on the team this year. Right. And you go in there with backups, and you, and all you did was just win. Um, it, it'd be a great story just to see uh, the Packers just win the Super Bowl and get the monkey off of Aaron Rodgers' back, of course, and start a whole new era where we don't have to hear no more from Brett Favre ever again. <laughs> That's going to be tough, too, because when he go in the Hall of you won't have to hear him one more time. When he go in the Hall of Fame, he has to go in the Hall of Fame as a Green Bay Packer. Oh, of course. He has to. Um, but, yeah. They'll it, burn that restaurant down. Oh, yeah. It'll be done. <laughs> it will be done. Uh, but you know what? It will be a great story, and, and, and now those guys who don't really know anything about football, this will be a good story for you to write because you're not talking stats. You're not talking about injuries and guys like that. This will be a great story uh, to write that the six-seed Green Bay Packers and uh, beat every team on the road. I didn't know they can get past uh, – I knew they'd get past Chicago. I didn't know they can get past uh, – um, Philly and Atlanta. Philly and Atlanta. Philly has a weak secondary. We all agreed on that. But Atlanta – Mm-hmm. At home, dominated all year uh, uh, during the season. I had everything in place defensively and offensively. Green Bay goes in there and take care of business. Um, so, so that was a good show, man. I, I appreciate you, man. You got any uh, final words? We uh, we'll talk a little bit more. Definitely, we'll talk about the Super Bowl when we come back next week. Yeah, uh, we're back. Uh, we're getting ready to uh, get ready for NBA All Star. Do, 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 do we do we got a? Uh, we, are we betting on this game? Oh, the Packers. Yeah. You if, gonna pay up. if we go, if we was going bet, if we was going <laughs> bet, get you to send me my box of CDs. Man, I got got them CDs right there. He give me them things yeah, every week. Coasters on your table. Good thing we're running out of time. <laughs> hey, this is the Kwame Lawson Sports. Sometime, Richard. We didn't see that mofo uh, today. We didn't hear about him. But he we got Ken. Got he's not. <laughs> We got care for the ATL. Richard snowed in. And I mean, we ain't talking about weather. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, appreciate you, man. I get, I, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.